Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 132 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Matt. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. Matt, how have you been this past week? I've been doing good. Um, Had some family issues. I had to go head down to Marco Island for a couple of days and take care of my mother-in-law and um, back up here now. And... uh, I can't think um, what I did fun this week. I'm sure I've been to a park or something, but <laughs> it's uh, all blur. It's all a blur now. No, I, well, I, I hope you've been having fun. I hope she's doing better. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I followed up uh, my recent trip to uh, Disneyland with a trip to a Club Med in Cancun, Mexico, uh, which is going to tie in a little bit to one of the items we're going to talk about in the news today. Uh, I've never been to a Club Med before. Uh, it was kind of like a cruise ship on land. Um, I've, ne- I've never done one either. How, how, uh, how do you like it? I, you know, I enjoyed it. The weather was beautiful. The staff was incredibly friendly. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous location uh, right on the beach. Um, lots of Mexican food. I got to eat ceviche uh, pretty much every single day. So uh, that's that's a good vacation. And uh, and uh, I got a little bit of tan. I, I did my best to sunscreen and wear uh, long clothes because the, the sun got a little brutal and I, I'm I burned, but uh, did my best to avoid that, but uh, really had a, a nice time. Got to re- read, finish reading a really thick book that I've been working on for a while and uh, see some family. So that's that's so, always good. So it's it's just like a cruise in that all the food is included. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All the activities. Uh, there's some excursions, just like when, you know, you're on a cruise, the shore excursions or the spa is extra. But for the most part, all the recreation, uh, the, the food and the uh, drinks uh, are all included. And it's nice to just be able to wander around and get whatever you want without having to worry about pulling out your wallet. So uh, and and do they have like shows like a cruise? They, <laughs> oh yeah, oh oh they had they had shows. They had some entertainment. Um, but whereas you know on a, a Disney cruise you have professional Broadway quality shows. Uh, this was basically the tennis instructor and and the 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 chef and uh, the guy who folds the towels at night would become the michael jackson impersonator <laughs> like a uh, or lip sync, <laughs> lip sync to brit it was very much like a summer camp talent show um, it had its charms um especially with the uh, unlimited alcohol uh, that, <laughs> that helped <laughs> but um yeah club med cancun um i i i can't say anything bad about it had a had a very nice vacation can i if i can ask one more question how Absolutely. was um how was the travel there to Mexico as far as COVID and, and what did you have to do? Oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Going there, absolutely no problem whatsoever. Uh, I brought my vaccination cards and no one at any point ever asked to see them. Uh, the only thing is right now on the way back out of Mexico to re-enter the United States, you have to have a negative COVID antigen test taken uh, within one calendar day of your flight. Uh, Club Med arranged for us to have one of those and charge us about 30 bucks to get a, you know, the swab up our nose, um, which was uh, fine. Uh, it was quick and easy. And uh, at the airport, it was no problem whatsoever. Um, and uh, I know that they are 
looking at removing some of those requirements, uh, removing the mask requirements. Still, right now, you do have to wear a face mask the whole time you're in the airport and uh, on the flights. Um, but other than that, uh, it, the COVID restrictions were not too onerous. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, um, so I think it is time that uh, without any further ado, we should get into the news. All right, uh, we we have to talk about this, and we're going to get it out of the way right up top. Um, there was a tragedy this week. Uh, you probably heard about it. Definitely made national news. Uh, tragedy at Icon Park. Uh, a 14-year-old boy has died after falling out of the Orlando freefall ride at Icon Park on International Drive here in Orlando. Um, you know. It's uh, an investigation is currently underway into how it happened. Uh, there are eyewitnesses. Um, there are videos which uh, we are not sharing. Uh, I, I personally am, am not comfortable watching that video. Um, I've seen some screenshots and, and read descriptions. Um, you, you won't find the video itself uh, linked to by us. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's pl been plenty of coverage of it. Uh, the attraction uh, is a 400-foot tall drop. It is billed as the world's tallest freestanding drop tower. Um, it just opened in January, and you can find video of me and our, our other reporter um, riding it uh, during the media day. And, um, you know, I apologize uh, if any of our comments or our nervous joking uh, seems uh, ghoulish now. Obviously, we had no idea that something like that would happen at the time that we record it. Um, our hearts go out to the family and um, anyone involved and affected by this. Uh, it's it's really the worst thing that, that can ha happen in this industry. And uh, it's it's really hard to talk about. But um, yeah, Matt, do you have any thoughts? Uh, a couple of things. He, he just just um, to note that he didn't fall 400 feet. He fell right. as yeah. the, uh, the ride dropped and it was breaking at the bottom. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what would you say thirty feet or something like that. Um, um, I, I yeah I like I said I personally have not watched the video. It was uh, you know um, the 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 free fall uh, from having experienced the ride. Um, it is a a very uh, dramatic uh, high acceleration free fall, and you are stopped. Uh, by a magnetic braking system. It's not even electromagnetic. It's just pure, pure old-fashioned magnets uh, that slow it down. And uh, as you can hear me say in, in the video when we did it, it really feels like you are almost down on the ground before those brakes kick in. Um, so you've got a huge amount of acceleration, uh, momentum, before uh, you get to those brakes. And I... Um, you know, from what we understand, uh, the, the ride was not designed with any secondary seatbelt system that connects the over the shoulder restraints uh, to the seat itself. Um, and it, it looks like um, the harness may maybe was not lowered enough 
uh, or not designed enough to lower enough uh, on someone of his body shape. Yeah, I think it's, he, it, it's it's important for us to say we have no idea what happened. They're still no. investigating. Speculation uh, on our part. What we're talking about now is all yeah. speculation. The ride does take you up. You not only rotate as you go up, but at the top you turn towards uh, mm-hmm. uh, the ground a little bit, um, and then you drop almost face down. Um, the the kid was fourteen, but when he wasn't your typical fourteen year old, he was uh, six foot five and I think three hundred and forty pounds is what I heard. Um, oh, I I I had heard a number above two fifty. I didn't wasn't okay. Realized I'm, I'm was not, that and that's speculation but, as well. Yeah, I, we don't know. How, I have no idea. But but, but um, he was a big guy and and significantly larger than than me personally. Uh, I um, I'm I'm a skinny guy, and uh, you know I was able to feel secure when I rode it by pulling the restraints all the way down. Uh, but from still shots that I have seen of, uh, from the video of before it went up into the air, it did look like his restraint was not able to come completely or did not come, whether it was able to or not. We don't know. Um, but uh, yeah. and then, not, not the way that uh, someone of my size would be able to pull it completely yeah down. and when you go to ride the ride the only thing it tells you is how tall you have to be you have to be taller than a certain mm-hmm. ride it doesn't say too tall but we assume there's some kind of locking mechanism when you put the restraint down that mm-hmm. tells the ride operators okay this can ride and and it really the ride should not run if it didn't click into that spot uh, now, that, yes. could have, that could have failed and they mm-hmm. didn't check him or it or it locked in and his weight caused it to break open we don't know but yeah you know, based on his size, that's those are two of the things that we're speculating. Uh, yeah, the, and and these are things that I'm sure investigators and uh, and police detectives and I'm sure an army of lawyers will be going over for years and years to come. Uh, right now, this attraction is not operating. There are other attractions such as the Wheel at Icon Park that's not owned by the or operated by the same group that operated this attraction and i believe those other attractions are still operating yeah the star um, Fly, the star flyer and the slingshot are owned by the same company and i believe those are still operating i, I haven't confirmed i that. I, I did we, we would have to reconfirm things could be changing hourly right. i did see a post on social media that the slingshot attraction uh owned and operated by this same group uh down in margaritaville in kissimmee was not operating today mm, um, i'm not i'm not certain if that's related or not um like i said this there is going to be a lot of reporting a lot of noise um you know a lot of people posting opinions that may or may not be informed on social media about it um and there's one one of the things i noticed that some of the news outlets were calling it a theme park and it is called Icon Park, but it's right. not your typical theme park. It's a it's a shopping center with some rides. Yes, um, yes, it's uh you know kind of a cross between a strip mall and a family entertainment center. Um, and in terms of you know regulations, uh, the big theme parks in Orlando, the Disney, um, Universal, Sea World, that employ a certain number of people are exempt from certain uh, regulations in terms of state inspections of their rides. But uh, I believe that an attraction of this size is still subject to uh, state regulation and oversight. And obviously, there's going to, you know, they're going to be looking at every single aspect of this. Um, so we don't have any any real more concrete information to share right now. Um, but uh, like we said, our our hearts really go out to the family. 
uh, everyone affected and um, you know, hopefully they can find out what went, went wrong and uh, something like this should never happen again to anyone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Shaking that off. We're going to move into some more fun news. So uh, let's start off with Walt Disney World topping the list of the quote unquote new wonders of the world. All right. So when I was growing up, um, the wonders, great wonders of the world, uh, seven great wonders of the world were places like the Great Wall of China, uh, the ancient city of Petra, Machu Picchu, the Colosseum in Rome, Taj the Mahal. Taj Mahal, uh, as seen in Soren, uh, <laughs> Christ Redeemer statue. Um, and funny enough, uh, the day we posted this article, uh, Chichen Itza. Uh, which uh, I got to visit uh, the day right after we posted this article, uh, <laughs> which is an ancient Mayan site in um, Cancun uh, in Mexico. And uh, it it was kind of amazing because I got to visit it uh, during the uh, spring equinox, which is uh, when this temple uh, is designed to create this pattern of light that comes down the edge of it and illuminates this um this uh, serpent's head and uh, creates this uh, mythical snake descending the side cool. of the temple. Uh, you only see it a few days of the year and uh, people were applauding it. And uh, <laughs> it was, I just happened to be there right at the right time. So forget all that. Who cares about all that? <laughs> We've got a new list of the seven wonders of the world as determined by the most important uh, uh, force of in our society in our time. TikTok popularity. <laughs> so here we go. The new wonders of the world of 2022. And of course, Walt Disney World is on it. Yes. And this, uh, and this is a survey by uh, Next Vacay, which is a travel agency. Yes. And they put together this study. We didn't give it the title of New Wonders of the World. This is something <laughs> no, no, this is this is not our, our personal opinion. This is uh <laughs> yes, this is a travel company that uh surveyed uh TikTok popularity uh worldwide. And here we go. Number one, topping the list is Walt Disney World with uh, a 8.6. Is that a billion? 8.6 billion TikTok views. Look, look how, how long, much larger that number is than any other on the list. It's Absolutely. Crazy. Next on the list is the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Only 1.9 billion views. And, uh, you know, you drop below that the measly Eiffel Tower. Um, in paris uh only 719 million <laughs> that's barely you know not even a billion views and and that's that's probably because uh as soren has taught me the eiffel tower is all bent now you know it's all curved. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um and then you know uh, also starring in soren the taj mahal um in india uh you've got the grand canyon in arizona the las vegas strip in Nevada, Golden Gate Bridge coming in from the original version of Soren. Um, in California, the Hoover Dam in Nevada, Yosemite National Park in California, and finally uh, Stonehenge in England uh, with with a measly fifty one million views, bringing up uh, that's number ten. So we've 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 expanded the seven wonders of the world to ten wonders of the world. We're all <laughs> we're all over the place here, but. <laughs> So uh, basically what we have learned is that uh, unless you are Dubai, you either have to be Disney World or you have to be featured in a Disney ride in order to count on TikTok as a, a wonder of the world. Um, 
Are you are you making this your new bucket list, Matt? <laughs> I would like. Yeah, I'd love to. I've seen some of these, <laughs> but not all of them. Um, I don't want to see the Eiffel Tower now that it's bent, but uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Um, it's crazy, like I said, how much many how many more views the uh, Disney World. But then yeah. when you think about Disney World, you're thinking about, you know, it's not just one place like some of these are. Um, I guess Grand Canyon is larger than Disney World, but um when you think of the Eiffel Tower, it's it's one object that you're taking a photo of. Whereas Disney World, you have multiple places to take photos. Um, oh, yeah, so. absolutely. Um, I, and it's almost unfair uh, grouping the whole Walt Disney World Resort because uh, I, I'm sure if you broke it out by park, um, probably, you know, uh, heck, the uh, Cinderella Castle alone uh, without the rest of Disney World would probably still top the list. And I think there's a stat in there, something about disney world on TikTok has risen 200 and some percent in the last year i forget what the what the stats were but yeah interest in disney world TikTok soared by 240 percent in the last 12 wow. months and searches for disney world crowd calendar 22 2022 uh increased by 3695 percent in the last year a, make a note we need a story on our website that has those words in it absolutely <laughs> Um, yes, and I know a website or two that can help you out with uh, <laughs> yeah, Disney exactly. World crowd calendars. Uh, so, um, yes, yeah, so uh, if you want to become, I guess, uh, famous or popular on TikTok, uh, here are your list of places where you need to go and take selfies in front of. Um, moving right along. <laughs> Uh, over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, you can celebrate not just Earth Day, but Earth Week uh, from April 18th through April 24th, 2022, coming up in just a few weeks. It's going to celebrate Animal Kingdom's 24th birthday as well as Earth Day. Uh, and you're going to be able to experience uh, limited time wilderness explorer activities to get a exclusive Earth Day nature badge. Uh, along with Disney character encounters on the Discovery River, a limited edition Earth Day 2022 trading pin, and, of course, specialty merchandise and food throughout the park. Yeah, those cupcakes look good. I know they've had that bee cupcake that, for a while, I, so I don't know. The bee that cupcake I've seen before, but that flamingo cupcake uh, is too adorable to eat. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I might need to get one of those. I don't know. A lot of this, a lot of this stuff is is like kind of plussing up what they already have. It's not, it's not a huge event, I wouldn't say. But uh, if you're there and and nearby, it's fun to check out some of the stuff they're doing. Mm. Um, I I got to say, uh, Brian has a comment. Uh, Earth Day at Disney's Animal Kingdom isn't the same without Joe Road, and uh, <laughs> I can't I can't disagree. Um, I was there on opening day of Animal Kingdom. I was there on the tenth anniversary uh the 15th and the 20th i think and got to see him and uh jane goodall also um made appearances at several of those the the, the famous uh yep. primate researcher and uh to, to me the two of those folks are are really uh animal kingdom um and yeah it's not the same without joe but you can head over to conservation station to sketch some uh disney animal characters and also get some new exclusive magic shots with uh disney uh and pixar characters including wally uh that that magic shot with wally uh yeah. and eve looks great 
At first, I was thinking, what, what does Wally have to do with Earth Day? But then I realized the he's plant all, that he takes. He's care all of. about saving the planet and restoring the uh, the ecosystem. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so um, yeah. So uh, if you are thinking of taking a trip to Animal Kingdom, uh, April eighteenth through twenty fourth is a perfect time to do it. Uh, but you're going to want to head and get those park reservations soon because, gosh knows, it's hard to get those. Yep. Thanks for the reminder. I need to do that. Yep. <laughs> I got to do that as soon as we get off this call. <laughs> All right. And next up, Disney H2O Glow After Hours Party is returning to Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, summertime Bash After Hours Private Party at Walt Disney World's Typhoon Lagoon is coming back starting on March 29th. Tickets are going on sale next week. And this is going to run on Saturday nights after hours through the summer. Uh, in celebration of the 50th anniversary, you're going to be able to find uh, special vibrant decor, family-friendly DJ parties, exclusive food and beverages. You even get uh, free uh, soft drinks and popcorn. Um, and uh, it's happening uh, with low wait times for all of your favorite uh, Typhoon Lagoon attractions. 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. on select Saturday nights in the summer. And did you say how much it costs? Um, the tickets cost $75 uh, for guests age 10 and up. Uh, if you're under uh, ages 3 through 9, uh, it's only $70. Um, there is a discounted uh, ticket for annual pass holders and DVC members, so $59 or $54 for the kids. Uh, and all that is plus tax. That's uh, that's that's a pretty good deal for if you consider the other after hours that they have in the park where you get the unlimited snacks and, and drinks. Yeah, they're hundred hundred or two hundred dollars. So, yeah, this is all just a slightly over what a day at the park would uh, the water park would cost you. Yep. So now, granted, yeah. you are only getting, uh, you know, three hours, eight, eight to 11 p.m. Um, okay. I will I will. um I will point out that uh, they are also doing um, a, a private uh, version of this on uh, select Friday nights um, for the uh, GLPTQ plus community. Um, and that party uh, only costs $5 more, but that runs until 2 a.m. Hmm. Um, so uh, it's interesting that there are some of their unadvertised private parties are a better deal than the uh ones that they sell direct to the public um but you know if I, you want I, I think that event is part of uh gay days um uh, it's some it's what used to be called gay days back in the day uh, it? now it's called uh one mighty weekend uh, okay. it was a, a rebranding but, gonna, but yes say, that's that's what what is colloquially known as gay days okay but I don't know if you have to then pay a fee to go to that event and then pay that a fee to go to there. No, they they actually uh, no they sell those tickets separately. Uh, oh, good. Direct. Okay. So so if you are uh, if hey if you're part of that community, um, uh, go look into that Friday night event because you're basically getting uh, the same sort of thing, but more hours and uh, internationally known uh, DJs instead of uh, kind of a generic Disney house DJ. And so, I, don't, uh, I don't think you even have to be part of the community if you just want to. Yep, absolutely. Can, absolutely. So. Yeah. But uh, uh, if you're not going to be there those dates, these are this this uh, event on its own is is pretty cool as well. So, um, like you say, only three hours, but uh, mm -hmm. and with no lines, you can no lines. You get a lot of rides done, a lot of laps on Crush and Gusher in three <laughs> yep. hours for sure. Um, and you can actually uh, uh, 
even though uh, the party starts at eight, you actually can get into the uh, park two hours before it closes to the normal guests uh, at six o'clock. So have you get a little extra time event? that way. I have, uh, I have personally not attended an after hours uh, event at Typhoon Lagoon. I have not uh, either. But uh, I have uh, friends who have been to similar events and uh, they've o- always had a fabulous time. Nice. So uh, check out DisneyWorld.com if you want more information on that. All right. So we have got our first look at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique's new makeover on the Disney Wish cruise ship. Um, and along with the new boutique that's coming to the new ship, we are also getting some new uh, makeover options on fleet wide at uh, all of the Disney cruise ships. Kids who are aged 3 through 12 are going to be able to visit the new storybook salon uh, created for by Disney Imagineering just for the Disney Wish uh, when it starts sailing on June 9th. And the, and the three looks are Little Mermaid and Captain Minnie. And is it Captain Mickey as well? Yes, Captain Minnie, Captain Mickey, or Ariel. Um, they're new makeover options where you uh, get uh, an outfit. Uh, you get your hair, you get your nails, um, and uh, it, it will all be done inside uh, on the Wish in this elegant atmosphere that has been inspired by Cinderella. Uh, and if you can't get a booking on the Wish, you'll also be able to purchase these new looks uh, on the other Disney cruise ships. It's interesting. Uh, Captain Minnie wears pants, but the Captain Minnie makeover, they have the little girl in a, in a dress. So. I guess maybe you can choose. Uh, yes, I think uh, I think if if Minnie wants to wear pants, if Mickey <laughs> wears wants to wear a tutu, I think it's all good. Yep. Um, I will uh, point out though that the description talks about uh, Ariel uh, having fins instead of feet, but I clearly see that they did not remove <laughs> this girl's legs and replace them with scales. No. no. So um, yeah, you're gonna have to go to. Um, there are places that make very realistic prosthetic mermaid tails, um, so you're going to have to go and buy that optionally at home after. And, uh, and, and you get to you get to keep your voice too. You don't have yes, to. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's just not authentic enough. I want more immersive. All right. Well, if that appeals to you or your little ones, uh, be sure to hit up DisneyCruise.com uh, or visit Destinations with Character Travel, and they can help you plan that cruise. Next up, Disneyland Paris has announced a makeover with enhancements for Disney Village. Uh, The resort is celebrating its 30th anniversary, and the resort has shared its first look at a multi-year transformation coming to the Disney Village retail, dining, and entertainment complex, which will include new dining options, refresh shopping, and new entertainment options. Yeah, that's um, if you haven't been, it's Disney Springs essentially, or Downtown Disney mm-hmm. version of uh, Disneyland Paris, and uh, the two parks at Disneyland Paris are next to each other. But if you exit that and head towards their hotels, um, you you go through this Disney Village, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, Qu- Quinn was recently at Disneyland Paris earlier this year, and I I asked him, what do you think about this plan? Is it needed? And he's like, yes, very very needed. So it's, I don't think it's changed much since it opened. Yeah. I, um, I 
boy, it's 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 coming up on 10 years since I've been there and it was feeling a little dated. It very much felt like the old downtown Disney West Side kind of uh, that entertainment architecture of the early mid 90s um, from the Eisner era that, you know, everything was kind of big and bold and gaudy um, and starting to starting to show a little wear. Um, you know, uh, I, I think it's interesting, the concept art we have got for this. Uh, we do know that there's going to be some new offerings, including a lakeside park and boardwalk, enhanced pedestrian walkways, brand new facades, terraces and patios, and landscaping. But the concept art is pretty vague and pretty generic. Um, you know, you look at this image, there's nothing there that jumps out and says this is Disneyland. Uh, it doesn't even jump out and say Paris. Uh, that could be a shot from Disney Springs or from the makeover that's coming to uh, Disneyland in Anaheim, their downtown Disney district. Um, and I guess it's, you know, this is kind of the modern Disney. It looks kind of like a nice outdoor shopping mall that could be anywhere in the world. Yep. Uh, it's a lot of modern, clean lines and um, subtle colors and... Uh, you know, no giant Mickey ears uh, shoved in your face. Um, yeah. and I so I, I don't think this village, uh, unlike Disney Springs, I don't think it has a backstory. I don't think there's some kind of story no. to why this. No, the you know, the the and the days of you know your 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 Pleasure Island kind of thing where every everything has a character, everything has a history, everything uh, is telling a story. Um, if there's a story, it's an awfully subtle one. Here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the new Disney Village uh, in 2023 will be getting a new restaurant, uh, uh, the Rosely French Brasserie. Uh, and I totally ma mangled that <laughs> pronunciation. It's going to replace the current Cafe Mickey restaurant um, and it will celebrate classic French cuisine, highlighting regional diversity and product seasonality. Um, you're also going to be able to get French uh, bakery inspired takeaway options like pastries and sandwiches. So that sounds pretty yummy. That will be one of the first elements of this transformation coming next year. It looks a little like uh, Disney Springs, uh, it looks, Starbucks. It looks, I, it's got the green roof. The yes, absolutely. Green roof and, uh, and earthy textures. And uh, I think, I think that's going to be the mode of Disney uh, design architecture, at least in their, you know, sh shopping dining complexes for the next decade or two until maybe the pendulum will swing back and people will decide they want, uh, you know, places that look like Disney again. Yep. So. Well, next up. SeaWorld Orlando is expanding its manatee critical care facility. This is something that is very badly needed. Um, SeaWorld Orlando has announced plans to add three new pools to its manatee care facility, doubling the size of it, giving it the largest capacity in Florida and the United States. Uh, this was announced recently during a VIP press conference, um, and they are doing it uh, to help to uh, increase their capacity so they can accommodate more than 60 manatees in need. Um, there are a lot of manatees right now. Uh, there's been horrible, horrible conditions for them, especially on the uh, the East Coast. Um, it's a combination of a lot of environmental factors, but there have been a lot of manatees in distress, and hopefully this will help them save some more of them. Yeah, and when you say East Coast, I think you mean East Coast of Florida, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, Red Tide is what it's commonly known as, and and, and uh, it uh, just kills the manatees and, and makes the beaches stink. And I don't think anybody's figured out exactly what causes it, but yeah. um, some of the chemical runoffs from from uh, different businesses has made it worse. Uh, yeah, uh, factors include um, fertilizing on people's lawns and also uh, leaky septic systems that mm, a lot of people yeah, uh, along yeah. the coast are not connected to a, a normal sewer system. Um, and that increases the nutrients in the water, um, which causes algae to block out the light. Uh, and then the seagrasses that the manatees depend on uh, mm. doesn't have enough light in order to grow. Um, so it's become a vicious cycle. Um, so the, the manatees don't have enough food. They've, they've gotten so desperate as to start throwing them heads of romaine lettuce. And, uh, you know, they wildlife people tell you never, never feed animals in the wild, but they've gotten so desperately starving that they are starting mm. to have to do that. Um, they're, they're calling this an, uh, a UME, an unusual mortality event. Um, it's, it's big, big news here in Florida. Um, and so, uh, the new pools are going to be operational this July. Um, the whole project is supposed to be done next year. Um, you know, so far they've, uh, rehabilitated over 800 manatees at SeaWorld over the years. And, um, hopefully they'll be able to do a lot more thanks to this program. Yeah, and if you head to SeaWorld, this isn't behind the scenes. You can go to this area and see these manatees. I know there's mm -hmm. like, I think, two two pools right there. I don't know yep. if the new pools will be accessible to guests, but yep. um, but you can at least see some of the pools if you go to this area. And they do feed them heads of lettuce in, in the pools mm -hmm. to rehabilit rehabilitate them. And yep. uh, you can watch them do that. And, and there's always a SeaWorld employee team member nearby to answer any questions you have about them. Uh, I know a, a lot of uh, a lot of people, myself included, have legitimate issues with some of the things SeaWorld has done uh, in the past, in, in the present regarding uh, marine mammals. Um, but there's no way. I mean, th this is just if no, if SeaWorld wasn't doing this, there might not be anyone who would do it. And and these manatees don't really have a lot of options right now. So uh, thank you, SeaWorld, for for helping out. Um, next up. DC Universe themed area is coming to Six Flags in Great America. The DC Universe comic book inspired shops, restaurants, and attractions are finally going to have their own themed area at Six Flags Great America, which is located in Chicago. And that area is going to open up on April 15th. Yeah, that's, um, I guess it's mostly a, a retheme of another area. So some mm -hmm. of the rides are not going to be brand new rides, but uh, just rethemed to DC uh, characters that you know, and, and restaurants are rethemed as well. But um, I think it's a cool idea. It's, uh, I, I didn't even, I haven't been to all the Six Flags. I didn't know. I thought they all had some kind of DC area. I, 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 I did I did too. Um, over the years, they've, they've kind of shuffled them around. They've changed the names from time to time. But uh, this particular version is going to be taking over what was called Yankee Harbor. Uh, and uh, there are three rides there that are there currently that are just uh, getting some new paint and new names. Um, there's a, a launch coaster there that's going to be called now the Flash Vertical Velocity. Um, there's a flume ride that's now called Aquaman Splashdown and a uh, flat ride that's a, a swinging um, 360 degree swing ride that's going to be called the DC Villains Swing. 
Um, on top of that, uh, this area was also home to Batman the Ride, which is the classic uh, B&M inverted coaster, uh, as well as the uh, Joker free fly coaster. Um, I think that's a SNS 4D flipping coaster, I think. I'm not sure. Um, so uh, here's the thing. Um, they released uh, just a few pieces of concept art. And uh, to me, this concept art uh, actually looks like maybe someone just got a copy of Roller Coaster Tycoon for the first time and was playing with some clip art. It's it's not it's not the uh, the, the graceful, evocative concept art you see yeah. from a Disney or Universal. When, it's when, when it's they pretty say, bare bones. When they say they're going to retheme a log flume to Aquaman, it doesn't mean there's going to be animatronics of Aquaman oh, no, alongside. No, 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 no. It, it just means some signs. Don't you're um, not going to see uh, Jason Momoa animatronic <laughs> talking to you. Uh, no, um, you basically you've got flat cardboard cutouts and a paint and um, what looks like just a lot of concrete. Um, I, here's my one concern. Um, this uh, is, you know, this this piece of art in particular shows Batman the Ride. And if you go and watch a video that we posted, uh, it's a few years old, uh, but there's a front row POV of this same attraction. And in our video, it is surrounded by mature trees. Uh, this park was one of the, mo you know, most Six Flags parks are basically known for having a lot of roller coasters basically in a parking lot. A lot of asphalt, not a lot of foliage. Um, and this was one of the few Six Flags parks that really had a lot of mature trees. Um, if you watch this video, you can see the attraction really winds in and out of the forest, uh, which really helps its theming, um, what little theming there is. Uh, now you take a look at what they depict here, and maybe it's just, um, like I said, them using Roller Coaster Tycoon and not finding the uh, add tree feature. But uh, this this looks pretty barren and uh, does not look like a fun place to be to me on a hot day. I, I um, can't imagine not that they a lot of shade. Cut the trees down. I, I think I, I think hope it's not. What you I said. hope I think not. it's just a design here. Design this area. Don't design yeah. the background. Just leave it so, blue sky. But. So I don't know if we have a uh, a reporter who's out in the Chicago area. If you are listening, you're going to go and check out uh, this place. When it opens up on April 15th, please send us some pictures and let us know if there's still any trees. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of uh, trees, um, <laughs> spring is in bloom at Disneyland Resort, uh, which is a perfect time for the Extravaganza 2022, which is starting on March 31st. Um, there are three different Easter egg scavenger hunts that you can enjoy this year at Disneyland. From the 31st all the way through April 17th. And uh, you can pick them up at select merchandise locations. It's only $9.99 uh, plus tax per map. Um, three different ones. One for Disneyland Park. One for Disney California Adventure. One for Downtown Disney District. So you don't even need a park ticket. And you get a prize. Uh, even if you don't successfully complete it. All you have to do is hand it back in. Yep. Uh, and then if you've ever done any of the hunts at Epcot, and it's been, mm -hmm. in fact, Epcot has an egg hunt most of the time. Um, if you've done that, that's what this is. Just uh, one in each park. And like you said, the one in downtown Disney, which is nice. And and uh, like those, you don't even have to do the hunt. You get a prize at the end. It yeah. might be a little plastic egg uh, with a with a Disney design on it. Um, 
But if you want, you could just buy the map and then turn it right back in and get the prize. You don't even have to do the hunt. Um, but that's the fun of it is going to do the hunts. And... Yeah, absolutely. And the way it works is you uh, you basically you get a map and then you get a bunch of stickers and uh, the map will show you vaguely where an egg is located. And then you go that area, look around until you find it. And then you have to find the sticker that matches the image on that egg and put it in the right place on the map. Um, yeah. It's fun for kids. It's It's also kind of fun for adults. It encourages you to you know, get your head up off of your cell phone and uh, look around and maybe see, notice some architecture and stuff that you hadn't noticed in the parks before. Um, so uh, that is going on uh, at Disneyland Resort. And you can find a link on our website with more details and information. Finally, we're going to wrap up news in the queue this week with Epcot's Connection Cafe, because we have some new marquees, we've got some new concept art, and we got some information about Starbucks coming to the upcoming restaurant at Epcot. Uh, this is the new Connections Cafe, which is right near the Creations Shop, which uh, opened not too long ago. And uh, thanks to Imagineer Zach Ridley, we've got some new details about the upcoming restaurant. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, Starbucks um, is going to be in located in here. I saw something called the Creations, or not Creations, get, get the two mixed up. They're, they're mm. too similar. <laughs> Connections. Connections. Cafe, and then there's the Connections Eatery, which I think is inside the cafe. So it almost seems like there'll be different stations. Like you can go to the Connections Eatery and get your food then go to starbucks and get your drink or you know of course i have drinks both places but um and then in the cafe itself is the whole area where you can choose your seat and i i, I think you can see part of a mural in one of the uh, one of the uh, concept art there and uh, yeah and uh, so there's gonna be a huge mural on the wall and something that's not in this story that he just released on instagram is part of the floor is going to be the old epcot map that uh, Walt Disney, you can see if you go in Walt Disney Presents, you can mm -hmm. see him presenting this large Epcot map of the original Epcot. Yes, so they've from, taken that from, design and kind of made it into part of the floor flooring yeah. there. So that'll be cool. Um, and it, it shares a lot of design similarities with the uh, Creations Shop, um, these natural wood and these light colors. Um, hopefully the crowd flow will be better through there um, and that uh, the uh, floor surface will not become as kind of funky as the old carpeting in uh, the electric umbrella. Uh, electric umbrella was one of those kind of love it or hate it places. Uh, it was one of the first um, quick service restaurants in Disney World to have uh, soda dispensers. I remember back in the day when you could finally get uh, soda refills there. That was yeah. a, a big deal. Um, but uh, um, one thing to note is uh, if you have been used to going to the Traveler's Cafe, which has been the temporary Starbucks location uh, near where uh, World Showcase and um, Future World, or what used to be Future World, meet, um, that location is going to close this spring uh, to make way for the new location. And if you've uh, been to Epcot this past week, uh, the new walkway is open, which takes yes. you right in front of... Uh, both the uh, cafe and the store here so you don't yes. have to walk around past uh where the guardians ride is going anymore. yes previously if you can see uh, on the video my little uh pointer you would have to go behind where guest relations was um 
and uh, along the side pathway past Guardians of the Galaxies, new location. But now that pathway is blocked off as they finish up construction on that attraction. We can finally walk around uh, through the kind of past the central spine of uh, Epcot on the east side, uh, which we haven't been able to do for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you I know, mean, uh, Brian has a good point. Zach Ridley, yes, is becoming, uh, he, he's, he's kind of taking over for Joe's uh, obsession. Uh, Joe Rode, uh, used to uh, be great at pointing out little architectural details like flooring. And I guess Zach has now taken up that mantle. Uh, they better hold on to him because he's really the only uh, celebrity uh, Imagineer that they've got uh, right now. And if you're interested in that, uh, the fact of him kind of taking over for Joe, we have a story on our website. If you just search Zach's name, that uh, kind of, mm. you know, we kind of speculate that uh, Disney has picked, uh, handpicked Zach to kind of take over yeah. for uh, for Joe Rody. But uh, I remember Zach, uh, when the uh, um, uh, Club Cool reopened, he was pointing out how the flooring has bits mm -hmm. of Coke bottle in it. Uh, yep. So that was uh, his first uh, his first post, post about a floor. <laughs> all right. Well, that takes care of all of the news in the queue. Um, uh, before we get to this week's main attraction, I think it's time for us to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Here at Destinations with Character Travel, we offer the best experience with your travels. Need to visit the thrilling Disneyland Resort? Walt Disney World? Maybe lounge about on a Disney cruise? Or any other major cruise line? No problem! So if you're looking for a stress and hassle-free vacation, visit us at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Contact us today and let us plan a magical vacation for you and your family. It's time for the main attraction. All right, for this week's main attraction, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando is set for a record-breaking run in 2022. Uh, Halloween Horror Night fans are nothing if not eager to hear every year uh, every bit of details in advance of the event. And we finally have the dates for Halloween Horror Nights 2022 will be running at Universal Orlando 43 evenings uh, starting on September 2nd and running through October 31st. Uh, it's going to include 10 new haunted houses, five scare zones, two live shows, and you can buy tickets right now at UniversalOrlando.com. Yep, so it's starting a full two months before Halloween. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's uh, crazy. It's, uh, boy, you know, I remember back in the day in the late 90s when I uh, worked for Universal and I was a Halloween Horror Nights uh, supervisor and uh, it only went for, you know, a couple dozen nights uh, and, you know, less than half of this. And we were exhausted. I cannot imagine working this event for 43 evenings. <laughs> um, uh, my my thought, thoughts and prayers with all of the team members who make this event happen. It gets bigger uh, every year. <laughs> my, Michael Michael is, is saying what I think a lot of things people are feeling. Let's go, Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> um, 
Now we have not gotten yet any. Um, I keep trying to hide, and it <laughs> keeps coming back. <laughs> that uh, was me. <laughs> oh, that was you. Okay, we love love Michael's enthusiasm. Um, uh, yeah, so um, we have not gotten any official announcement this year of what will be part of Halloween Horror Nights exactly. There are speculation maps out there and clues and hints. Uh, if you are part of <laughs> if you're part of the following, you've probably heard um, that uh, while Universal has not announced it, uh, the musical act, the weekend or the weekend, I, I can't I don't know how you pronounce it miss, with a, that vowel missing at the end. Uh, but the weekend, who has uh, a lot of horror themed imagery in his videos, um, uh, he is he is implied that he is going to be part of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, a uh, lot of other speculation. Uh, the things that I found interesting uh, in the announcement um, are one that they say that ten houses are going to be all new. Uh, so last year we had some repeats, some houses that were reused from the Halloween Horror Nights light year when uh, mm -hmm. COVID kind of canceled stuff. So this year it's all new stuff. Um, obviously, it's going to be a mix of uh, intellectual properties and also original houses that we don't know exactly what the mix will be. Um, but I also thought it was interesting that there's going to be two live shows. Um, now, uh, last year they had two live shows, one of which was the uh, Marathon of Mayhem Fountain Show in the Lagoon, which uh, could easily happen again. Right. But the other show was the uh, Halloween Horror Nightmare Fuel. Uh, I think I got that name a little bit wrong. But the Nightmare mm -hmm. Fuel Dance Show with Pyrotechnics, which was held in the... Um, Fear Factor Live Stadium, where Bill and Ted used to be held. Uh, now, there was permits to demolish that stadium for a new project. Uh, looks like that project is on hold or maybe canceled. Um, all sorts of rumors about where they could put a second show. Maybe it could still go back into Fear Factor. Maybe it could go into Animal Actors. Maybe it could go into the Blue Man Group show. Who knows? Yeah. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say those are the two shows again this year with the new mm -hmm. versions. And mm -hmm. that uh, it'd probably be back in the same theater because, as far as I can tell from the outside, yeah. it doesn't look doesn't like, look it's like done anything has is, is, is been going on demolition wise over at the Fear Factor Stadium. Also, uh, let's speculate um, if there are going to be 10 mazes. Uh, traditionally, they've been using one uh, of those mazes inside uh, Shrek 4D. Uh, Shrek yeah. 4D is definitely uh, a work in progress. There's. Um, Construction walls all around it. Uh, we think that's going to become a new Minions attraction. Uh, the building's definitely uh, at least being gutted. Um, and we think that when the new attraction is done, there will be space in the future to have Halloween Horror Nights mazes in there. But uh, will they be able to do that while it's under construction? Uh, that that seems doubtful. Uh, where could they put another maze in the well, park right now? I've heard rumors that there may be one coming to the Fast and Furious queue. Yes, yes. Uh, this this uh, really fascinates me. Um, there's some permits that uh, indicate that we're going to see a Halloween Horror Nights maze inside the Fear Factor, or I'm sorry, inside the Fast and the Furious attraction uh, using the queue and possibly even the attraction ride path itself. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's a speculation. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe not a lot of people remember this, but way, way back in the 90s, uh, one year they put a Halloween Horror Nights maze themed after the video game Nightmare Creatures 
inside confrontation. You walked along the floor of confrontation underneath the ride path for the tram vehicles. It was a really unique experience. Um, you know, uh, and if they could uh, do something like that, where you get to walk through uh, the show where um, normally you would drive those party buses, uh, yeah, that, that would probably be the best use of the Fast and Furious building yeah, that it's had since that it opened. Especially the last part where it's just that long tunnel with video screens on each side. If they could put yep. some other kind of horror video on those screens yep. and you walk through like a tunnel. Uh, yes. Uh, Brian is uh, saying that I am not crazy. We did get a permit for Fear and Factor Live uh, for Halloween Horror Nights. I don't know if we know exactly. Uh, not Fear Factor. Uh, I'm Fast sorry, and Fast Furious. and Furious. I, yeah. you know, I keep FF, FF. FF. <laughs> honestly, they're both Fear Factor and. Uh, Fast and Furious are my two least favorite Universal Studios Florida attractions. So they just sort of merged together <laughs> in my brain. In fact, if there was a ride where Dom Toretto rode on a drone while eating bugs uh, and throwing eels at you, that's the only way it could be a worse attraction in my book. And I, I think one of the, some speculation on one of the houses um, was isn't the Netflix show Blind Manor as well. Um, well, uh, you know, the sequel to uh, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Merritt, I, I know that was speculated in the past. I've also um, heard, um, uh, is it is it Fear Street? Uh, mm, yeah, I've heard that one. The anthology I film that, series. I heard that, uh, I've heard that rumor. But I'm, yeah, I'm sure. um, I, a lot of things floating around there. Um, obviously, uh, I think there's a good chance that we'll see something tied to the classic monsters return mm -hmm. uh, because those have been popular. Um, and, um, you know, uh, I would personally love to see uh, something based on Halloween again, especially the new Halloween mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. films. Um, uh, and, you know, for years, I know fans have wanted to see something based on Scream. Uh, we get, came very close to a Scream house years ago uh, with the new Scream movie out this year. This would have been a great year for it. But, you know, I, I, I personally, I don't follow all of the clues and hints and people speculating in too much depth. But uh, if you, you go out there on social media, you can find maps and uh, people putting things together. So... Um, if you are really into all this stuff, you might also want to know that uh, RIP tours are going to be available, uh, both the uh, group ones and the private ones. Um, plus the Unmasking the Horror Tour, that's the daytime horror tour where you get to go through the mazes with one of the designers uh, or um, with information about the designs during the day uh, with the lights on. Uh, both great experiences. Uh, if you want more about any of this, HalloweenHorrorNights.com. They've even got uh, packages with hotel rooms. And uh, as always, Destination with Character Travel can help you plan your Orlando visit. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up and brings us to the end of yet another show. Um, before we go, I do want to thank once again our sponsor, Destinations with Character Travel. I also want to remind everyone to please go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us a rating on Spotify. Uh, finally, if you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, uh, you can find me, Seth, at the UG Series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com. Matt, where can they find you and Attractions Magazine? 
You can find attractions at Add Attractions on Twitter and TikTok, and Add Attractions Magazine on YouTube and uh, Facebook, um, and also Instagram. And then uh, myself, you can find me at Matt Boom on Twitter and at Attractions Matt on Instagram. Awesome. And uh, until next week, I hope that all you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.